All right, it's morphin' time. Welcome to Morphin' Cast. I'm Leah. I'm Jessica. Welcome to the podcast. Welcome to episode two. So right before... Yeah, so we're episode two and we're... Uh, what? 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 Huh? Mm-hmm. Huh? Oh, we're already jumping. Don't do that. I'll think that my, sh- that my computer froze again. Um, You kind of sounded like Alpha when my computer froze. I'm sorry. Um, But no, right before we started recording, we were deciding which ranger we would be. And Jessica immediately chose the pink ranger. Uh, ignore that noise if you can hear it. It's just my furnace kicking on. So I'm going to be the Red Ranger. And that may change. But for now. I, I don't think we were really deciding what... I mean, we were really deciding what we were going to be. And I was just yelling crap. But you yelled uh, pterodactyl. I did. Because I, I don't know why. My little nine-year-old self got mad. I'm sorry. You can be it. <laughs> no, it's fine. It can be you. It's fine. I'm not. I'm not demanding. Man, that looks really loud on I'm my waveform. I'm pretty laid back. It's kind of noisy. I am sorry, people, but it is winter here in Iowa, and the furnace kicks on, and I don't have a very good place to record that it won't be heard. Well, it's winter here too. It just doesn't get cold as cold. And also, this room has no heat, so you don't have to worry about hearing the furnace over here on my end. Just your chattering teeth. Yeah. My space heater, maybe. Oh, well, it'll, it'll be gone in a minute. So You might hear the sound of the river from my van. I'm like, what? Oh. It took me a minute. All right, so we're discussing episodes three and four today. Uh, of the we'll original start, Mighty Morphin as Power Rangers. Is, uh, as is, well, duh. We'll start as is logical with episode three, which is named Teamwork. Yay, teamwork. What's gonna work? So, first of all, I think it's really nice that the opening of the TV show, the opening credits, sort of gives you the premise of the TV show every time. Yeah. As if you would, like, forget in, like, the time that it takes, um, you know, between episodes. Yeah. Ow. Um, I actually, I remember this episode, just like the last one. I actually remember this one. I don't know why, since it's, like, the earliest ones, but I do. And I, they, it starts with, uh... Angel Grove. I almost said Eagle Grove. I don't, where's Eagle Grove? I don't know. That's some other fandom, I'm sure. Um, Angel Grove High School, where Kimberly and Trini are trying to get people to sign a petition to clean up the dump site in Angel Grove. Ow. And... I'm trying to read my writing. Oh! So, they're... They're standing there yelling and save the planet, save, you know, blah, 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 toxic waste. And Bulk and Skull show up like they always do. There's a girl with Bulk and Skull. Yeah, there was a new bully today. Didn't have a name, didn't have any speaking role. Just some um, donor chick. I chip. only vaguely remember, like, she's kind of a grungy, punky kind of girl. 
She wears sunglasses indoors. She's a stoner. Oh, her Fuji's so bright. That's true. She's got to wear shades. Mm-hmm. I don't think she shows up again. Or maybe she just doesn't hang out at the gym and juice bar. Or is it the juice bar and gym? I don't know. They show us the sign every time. (laughs) I I don't know. It just, it makes me laugh saying the gym and juice bar. Um, Sipping on gym and juice. (laughs) We did this last time. I know, but it's every single time. (laughs) I heard that song today. In the car. <laughs> With my mind on my morpher and my morpher on my mind. Um, uh-huh. So Bulk and Skull show up and are shitty as normal. And they get stuck in trash cans. Um, and then the guys... Uh, so they're making fun of Kimberly and Trini for wanting to do the cleanup of the dump site. And they start making a mess by dumping garbage from the trash cans in the middle of the hallway. <laughs> and some random person walks by and picks it up. Yeah. Um, so in the meantime, um, Kimberly and Trini are collecting petitions for uh, to get the dump set cleaned up and they ask the boys to go with them to deliver the um, petitions and they all have in other engagements so Tweeny and Kimberly go by themselves and it sounds like the it side. sounds like Zach is lying and I don't understand why they, he played it that way because he's not lying like Jason has to teach a karate class or whatever and Billy is the president of the science club and then Zach's like really like yeah no I would but um, Alpha needs me to help him with something so bye yeah and he really does so I don't know. It's made... Yeah, I don't. I don't know. It's weird. I don't know. So when they go to the dump site, there's some awesome '80s horror movie music. Yeah. It was pretty sweet to hear music that's not just the theme song over and over again. <laughs> um, I don't understand why that's a problem. <laughs> it's you not... know, you got a license for one piece of music. Like, use it to your advantage. I guess that's true. It's not necessarily a problem. <laughs> uh, I have a note here that Rita has the best telescope ever. Because she's yeah. on the moon, and she can see all the way to Angel Grove, California, to the dump site. Yes, yeah, she, she, yeah, she can see a lot of detail. Yes, it's like she's just looking through binoculars, like right next to them. It's a very, very powerful telescope. I mean, she is an alien, so she might have that technology. I guess that's true. That's where the Hubble Space Telescope technology came from. She probably just yeah, used that. Exactly. Mm-hmm. All right, that makes sense. That sounds, what that does, sounds like something she would do. Yes. What doesn't make sense? Um, so Kimberly and Trini are at the dump site. And there's nobody there. And all of a sudden, the putties show up, which they're calling them putties uh-huh. now, not the not the putty gang. So that's probably why I putty didn't remember. Putty Patrol. Putty Patrol, yeah. That's probably why I didn't remember them being called the Putty Patrol, because they dropped it. So the putties show up. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if this happened the first two episodes, and I just wasn't paying attention. But when they hit them, it sounds like a metal baseball bat. 
hitting the ground. Yeah, there's like some little, yeah, it's like some little like weird clangs. Every single time. And it's like, it's like, uh-huh. a metal baseball bat. I noticed that as well. And I don't know if that was in the first couple episodes or not. I don't remember it. Or maybe like maybe the soundtrack overpowered it. I don't know. But that was really strange. And then I couldn't not hear it once I noticed it. Uh-huh. It was just like, bink, 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 hi bink. <laughs> it's like, this is the most so the mon- intense game yeah. of baseball I've ever heard. So the monster shows up and it's uh, uh, a minotaur. What call it? A minotaur. Thank you. Like, my mind went blank. Um, it's a minotaur. Uh, it doesn't have a name. It's and- just the minotaur. Yeah. And Zordon sends um, the, the Zach and Billy and Jason to go help Kimberly and Trini. Yes, because Zach was at Command Center teaching Alpha some sweet dance moves. Yes. Uh, one thing that I thought was really funny about this episode was, like, having a TV that shows things in HD, like, does not help the show out. <laughs> Like, in the part, like, where they're fighting it, and there's, like, a mountain range between them and the monster, it's like, it's like someone just took a pair of scissors and just, like, cut out the mountain range and, like, pasted it there. Like, it's some, like, it's some real BBC-level special effects (laughs) going on. Well, this looked a lot better. And not, like, and not, and not, like, late, like, 2000s BBC. Or, like, this era of BBC. See, kids don't understand how how good you have it these days. No. Go watch some original Doctor Who. You'll understand. Go watch the first season of New Who. You'll understand. <laughs> um, this, I mean, it still looks better than it did when I was a kid. When I got home from school, I would turn on my TV. And there would be a black screen with a white line through the middle and I could hear everything uh-huh. but if I wanted to see things I would have to wait for it to warm up or I'd have to stand there and smack the side of it and it would jump and then it would close uh-huh. and it opened and it would close yep. so yeah once again kids you don't know how good you got it <laughs> um, so while they're fighting the Minotaur Zordon's watching and talking to Alpha and he says that it's time to reveal the ancient secrets of the power weapons. Which is info that would have been great yesterday. Yeah, I don't... I understand, like, needing to kind of roll out some of these things. Like, um, instead of having it all, like, thrown into... Right. Another- Sorry, excuse me. It's all thrown into one episode because it'd be, like, overwhelming, mm-hmm. but... Yeah, and like um, in the next episode, we'll talk about it, and then we can recap all of the things we've learned so far. So I get that. So I get, like, I get them, like, in the second episode, they brought out their Morphin Blasters. They didn't have to, but Zordon didn't have to be like, here, use these Morphin Blasters. They just had them, and they revealed yeah. them in the second episode. So, like, they're getting their asses kicked by the Minotaur, and... Zordon recalls them back to command center mid battle to give them these these power, power weapons. weapons. Yeah. Um, Billy has a power lance. Kimberly has a power bow. Jason has the power sword. 
Zack has the power axe and Trini has the power dagger and they can all come yes. together to form the mega sword. I'm sorry. Do they call it the mega sword? Yes. I think so. Yes, yeah. because it's the mega power sword later. Um, they all lock together to form a mega sword, uh, which uses all of their powers to destroy the Minotaur. And when they, when they brought, when they got all their weapons and they were being teleported back to the, um, to the Minotaur, they're talking while they're teleporting, which I find hard to believe. Yeah, and that bothered me too, like, you know, they're just these colorful blurs and they're communicating back and forth, mm -hmm. and I don't think that would, but, you know. No. And I get it, you're trying to save time, but, you know, I don't know. It was unbelievable to me, and I, it's unforgivable. <laughs> just saying. You're gonna wrong, write a strongly worded letter. I might. I'm gonna start keeping tally of how many times they do it. <laughs> and then I will write a strongly worded letter to the Haban Corporation. I'm not sure if they still, if they have the rights now, because Disney had the rights for a while. Oh, okay. I didn't realize that. That's why we've got all of the, um, the super power, the super, sam the samurai and the super samurai and the, um, the other two that have the Christmas and Halloween specials. Okay. Which is what confused us when we were looking on Netflix and I had to go onto Wikipedia and figure out the chronology. Mm-hmm. That's when Disney had it. But I think the Haban Corporation got it back. Okay. But I can't remember. I read all that crap anyway. like two weeks ago. But yes. So they, they put their, their power weapons together to form a mega sword. And destroy the Minotaur. Yeah, it just, it kind of made a, I, you know, the, the, their Zords weren't doing anything, the, the Megazord wasn't doing anything, but then they get these weapons, and it makes fighting the thing trivial, so, it's, it's just kind of. I also think like, the Megas, the Megazord should have been more powerful than the Megasword. Yeah. Because it's also it's all of their powers combined. Yeah, and it's bigger. Yes, it is bigger. It's gigantic. Well, they... They didn't... If they had... If they if the, Megas, the Megazord had went into battle mode, which we will see here in a, little, in a minute, it probably also would have done the mm -hmm. trick. Instead, it was just in They just didn't mode. know yet. <laughs> that's alright and then they go back yeah. to school and there's trash all through the hallway and the principal and oh, I forget his name is all clean this mess up so they do and then they act yep. like there was no mess to begin with and he which was stupid yes walks away in a huff and they it ends with them laughing with their arms around each other which is how every episode ends <laughs> Spoiler alert. Pretty much. Mm -hmm. So on to episode four. A pressing engagement. 
So it starts off. All right. And so, now we're, we're back at the Angel Grove juice bar and gym. Mm-hmm. So it starts off with um, Jason bench pressing, um, trying to beat a record. And he's in the 900s of, in reps um, with Ernie keeping count for him. Eating a sandwich over he, his like, face. Yeah. Eating a sandwich over his face. And not only that, like, loses count several times and, like, restarts at lower ones so i think he probably beats that record multiple times probably in the time <laughs> uh but uh so kimberly comes in um there's more of like forgetting how many times he's done it and starting over and he's almost about to break the record and kimberly Joe blows a giant bubble gum bubble and, like, everybody's in awe of her giant bubblegum bubble. And then Zach comes through on a skateboard for some reason yeah. and runs into her and pops the the gum all over her face and his face and breaks Jason's concentration and he does not uh, finish up. Um, but he probably so did. he doesn't break the record. Yeah. He probably actually in reality did. And there's way too much gum on both of their faces. Yeah, it was really super gross. It was. There's no way. I've popped, I think we've all popped bubbles on our faces before. Like, you'd have to have, like, six packs of bubble gum to do that. Yeah. Even then, I think it would have popped in her face and not his. Yeah. Maybe if there was a balloon full of putty... I don't know. But yeah. I also have problems with that. It's going in my letter. <laughs> um, um, so so they're at, they're later on, they're sitting there at a table eating, talking about his record or whatever. Um, and Bulk and Skull come in and harass Jason about how he failed to beat Bulk's record. Which I can't believe that's Bulk's record. I know. It's a little unbelievable. It is. Also, in that scene, like, right before Bulk and Skull show up, um, and Zach's apologizing to Jason, and then Kimberly sits down and apologizes to Uh, Kimberly, she's like, forget it, it's casual. Uh, I wrote that line down because I intended to talk about it. That's like, just like in back in episode two, when she says that Trini has height fright. And in episode one, yeah. or no, it was also episode two when she said that's so 90s. Yes. I'm confused about Kimberly and a little concerned. Like, did she hit her head on the balance beam one too many times? <laughs> Forget it. It's casual. What does that mean? I think it's just means it doesn't matter. It's fine. I just don't understand. Children. Yeah, it's not so... It's not exactly what I would say, but you know. <laughs> like, you know, whatever. But yes, Bulk and Skull are being Bulk and Skull. And Bulk is ticklish, we find out. That he puts, he like wraps his arms around Jason and Jason tickles him till he <laughs> lets him go <laughs> and then splits his pants. And then Skull tries to help yeah. and pulls them down. Yeah, that was annoying. Those He must have been wearing those pants a long time. 
And he probably felt really bad because those were probably his favorite pair of pants. Like, you get that feeling when you've worn the same pair of pants for, like, years. And then you get a rip in them and you're super sad. Generally in the thigh area because I have fat thighs. And then you get super sad and you try to stitch them up. And then it just doesn't work. And that's probably what happened to him. So I felt bad for Bulk. Yeah, I'm never a big fan of the fat guy fall down go boom kind of gag. Which is in every so episode. Like the, the, yeah, so like the splitting pants and that kind of thing. It's just, it's, that's kind of, I just kind of ignore it and try to get past it. But it's annoying. Yes. They, like... And I remember liking Bulk and Skull, I think because of the movie. Yeah. Where they, like, actually do something good. But I... I, And I understand, like, they have to be... They have to have some sort of nemesis that really doesn't have any impact on them. Yeah. They're just nuisances, but they could do something else. They're not going to. Bulk's always going to fall down and Skull's always going to laugh. Yes. So far, that seems to be the pattern. So when they show up, it's like, uh, move on. Alright. So, So, moving on. Yeah, Monster shows up. Um, Zach, Kimberly, and Jason go after the monster. Um, This is all after Rita has made a plan to separate Jason from the group. So that uh, to keep them kind of, or to kind of unbalance them because he's kind of the, 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 the leader. And because it's his episode and him learning his lesson. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, that the, also. The, uh, the monster is King Sphinx. Yes. Who is actually pretty cool and powerful. Because he can he can flap yeah. his wings to teleport them. Yeah, and like knock them not only teleport them but knock them out of costume and range. Uh-huh. Like he he they they get teleported back to the to their like last place they teleported from. I'm guessing, although it's kind kind of, uh, Kimberly and then Zach both end on the balance beam, and then they can't get yeah. back to Jason. They can't, like, contact. So I think it's, like, he, he like, knocks their powers out, sends them back, and then disrupts the communicators. It's a pretty, pretty scary thing for the Power Rangers who rely on the power suits and their communicators. And also yes. Goldar is also there. That son of a bitch is back again. And, of course, Jason can't win, especially when Rita makes them giant, like she likes to do. Okay, so question about that. In order to make them Uh giant, she throws her scepter down from the moon to where they are. And Uh it causes a chasm to open up, which gives them power to grow. How does she get her scepter back? Well, I guess Goldar brings it back to her. Like, what, what if, like, when she does it other times and they defeat the monster, does it just, like, come back like I a boomerang? Know. Yeah, so, maybe it's, like, on a string so she can just, like, pull it. Remote control? If she has that awesome telescope, she's got to have some sort of recall technology for her staff, I guess. Yeah, definitely. I don't know why I'm questioning it. It makes perfect sense. 
Um, I was I was very I was confused as to why contact was impossible, but Zordon, being the creep that he is, can see everything. It's like <laughs> uh, just just change the whatever alpha. Okay, boop boop boop. It's there. So they can't contact him for whatever reason the King Sphinx has. Um, and then, so we learn about power crystals in this episode. Which I had no problem learning about the power crystals this way. Yeah. So the Power Rangers put their hands together, and when they pull them apart, it forms a power crystal. And Zordon is able to beam the power crystals to Jason so Jason can use them to teleport the Power Rangers to his location. Even though Zordon knows his location. I don't know. Yeah. The King's Sphinx. It didn't make a a lot of sense even at the time. Yeah. It's a little weird. I was watching it. It's like, yeah. Like, how can they not get to him? Why does it take them these crystals for him? I don't know. Right. Like, I understand that they can't communicate with him, but when Zordon finds him, they should be able to do it. Um,. Or maybe the power crystals just, maybe the power crystals disrupt the um, frequency that King Sphinx is putting out that's disrupting the communicators. Like it boosts the signal like an antenna. Yeah, maybe. I'm going to go with that. That sounds good to me. Okay. So they get down there. They get into their zords. They get into their Megazord, and then they go into battle mode, a.k.a. a Transformer. (laughs) So they look like a Transformer, and that's battle mode. The Megazord mode is when they look, when they still look like a giant, um, a giant dinosaur robot. The tank mode is when the giant dinosaur robot is folded in half not standing up. Uh-huh. So this is battle mode. And they actually go from battle mode to tank mode in this in this fight, which was pretty cool. Just so Jason goes tank mode and they like fall down and then they get back up. And then oh, 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 yeah. and then they get the mega power sword. Which is the sword for the Megazord battle mode transformer. And they're able to defeat defeat the King Sphinx. There's something I just realized I forgot to men we forgot to mention in the last episode. What's that? Um, when they're trying to defeat the Minotaur before they get beamed back up to get their power uh, weapons, we see their mega we see their Zords using more of their weapons. Like Bill, uh-huh. like Billy's Triceratops horns come off into into chains with hooks, and uh, Zach's Mastodon has freezing power, and mm. Trini and uh, Kimberly shoot lasers, and Jason's Tyrannosaurus Rex falls down. <laughs> That's what we learned. <laughs> well, he did. We didn't see any lasers or anything, but yeah, we did forget to mention that we saw some more of those powers 
on the Zords. So they kill King Sphinx with their Transformer. And Goldar gets mad and goes back up to the moon. And Rita gets really mad that they created this monster. And she just wanted to destroy a measly little planet, but she's stuck with these buffoons. Yes, she's always stuck with these buffoons. That's true. She still hasn't, she hasn't started saying she has a headache yet, which will be her go-to thing. But that, I keep waiting for it to happen, but it hasn't happened yet. And I also keep forgetting the names of her henchmen. Like there's Finster who makes the, makes the monsters. But the other two, like dopey ones that came down to watch King Sphinx um, separate Kimberly and Zach, like, because they're at the children's theater, so they sit sit in the bleachers watching the fight. <laughs> yes. I cannot remember their names. Um, God, we figured this out last week. I know, and I forgot them again. My bad. It is your bad. I need to write them down. So, uh, Finster, Goldar, we figured it out. Yep. It's not too far off, I'm sure. <laughs> so, let's recap all of the tech and shit they got. So, they've got their power morphers, which... Um, gives them their suits. They have their communicators, which teleports uh-huh. them. And, and the, communicate back and forth. Yes, they can communicate. They have their uh, power blasters, mm-hmm. or bl- blade blasters, I think is what they're called, because they can be a laser gun or a blade. They have mm-hmm. their, their uh, power weapons now. Which can be formed into a mega sword. They have their zords, which all have weapons. I think the Transaurus Rex probably, I think he also has laser eyes. I just don't think we've seen it. And they form a mega zord in tank mode. And in battle mode is a transformer. And they could also harness the mega power sword as the Transformer. That is all we have so far in four episodes. (laughs) I mean, that's a lot. It is a lot. That's why I'm recapping, because we're going to learn something new every episode, it seems like. Um, One new thing, one thing that we didn't learn that isn't new, but I'll bring up, is that Alpha's fucking annoying. Alpha's morphin, yes, morphin annoying. He is the most irritating. Ay, ay, ay. He has to say that like ay, every, ay, ay. every sentence. It's like he has uh-huh. Tourette's. He might actually have Tourette's. I think he needs to, they need to make an Alpha 6. Which I think there is an episode where yes. there is another Alpha. If I do recall. <laughs> I don't remember that one. We'll have to see. Yes. I'm pretty sure it doesn't go well. Um, but yeah, those are the two episodes. Any uh, final thoughts? Any stray observations? 
Mm. I don't think so. Oh, we actually didn't finish oh, the episode. So after they oh. af- after they uh, kill King's Sphinx, uh. Jason beats the record. Yes. And they're all there to encourage him and not uh, annoy and distract him. And Ernie <laughs> brings brings in a cake that says "Happy Birthday, Mom," and Bulk and Skull. Dis- you know, come in, and they're all blah, 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 and they say that he can have some cake, and Bulk wants the first piece, and then he trips and falls into the cake. Of course. Well, fat guy fall down, go boom. Yes, and then Skull laughs, and then he shoves cake in Skull's face, and then they all put their arms around each other and laugh. End of episode. What a waste of cake. I know, right? That was a big cake. I would not be happy. I'd been like, um, I want some cake. Jerks. They also wasted smoothies at the beginning of the episode because they had to go. I know. They had to go meet, uh, meet the trouble at the children's theater. Um, yeah. So they just ran off without their smoothies. Yeah. And, and Ernie just puts them on the table. Like they're paid for. Well, they're on Zach's tab and it's not like they don't go there all the time. So he knows he can get the money off of Zach. He could have given them to somebody. No, he just sets them on the table. Wasteful, wasteful gym and juice bar. Does Ernie make any money? Who knows? Do you have to have a membership? Can anybody go there? Like, do you, what if I just want to drink juice but not use the gym? Do I still have to have a membership? Or can I get away with, like, let's say you don't need a membership and I'm there drinking, sipping on my gym and juice. And then I decide I want to climb the the balance bar. I want to climb the rope. Do I have to pay to climb the rope? I need to know how this works. See, I would think that my conclusion is that there's probably not an interest fee if, if Bulk and Skull are there. They don't seem like someone who would pay the entrance fee. That's or true. Or the membership. But maybe, I mean, Bulk did have that record. Maybe they are really, they're just really desperate for friends and friendship. And they don't know how to, because, you know, Skull's the annoying kid who laughs and Bulk's the fat kid. They really don't have any friends but each other. So the only way they know how to get attention is by being bullies. And they see how much the Power Rangers, how great, great they are as friends. And they just want to be their friends. So maybe they do pay the membership. Wow, that was a lot of words. I know. It's really deep. <laughs> it's part of my dissertation. Bulk and Skull. Okay. The heroes of Power Rangers. All right. Well, you go work on that within this podcast. I will. And while I write my two angry letters about the consistency and volume of bubblegum and how you cannot talk while you teleport. Yes. Because I want answers. Don't we all? It's true. So, okay. So that concludes... The second episode of Morphcast, Morphincast, I don't even know the name of our own show. And tune in next week for episodes five and six of the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. Yes. And until then, let the power protect you. <laughs>